Wow. Well, thank you for coming out here on a Saturday morning. This is exactly the group that is needed here to do what we need to do. Uh, we're here to do some things in the spirit this morning. I'm not just here to give you a, I, 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 the Lord wouldn't let me just pull out my favorite conference message. Um, so, so it's going to be a, it's kind of a, a workshop this morning, and we're here to, to declare some things into the atmosphere over our city. You know, as we speak and we declare things, it's powerful. And, and one of the things the Lord showed me years ago is in Psalm 103, there's an order. It begins with our soul lining up with the blessings of God. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, forget none of his benefits. He pardons all your iniquities, heals all your diseases, redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And, and so we align our soul with the blessing of God. But then the chapter ends by saying this, bless the Lord, you as angels who, who perform his word, obeying the voice of his word. And so as we declare the word, things happen and angelic things are released. And so, so we are here today and the assignment I have from the Lord today is, is to release things and declare some things over our city in the spirit realm. And so I'm thankful that you're here because I believe this is the right group to agree with me over what the Lord is doing in our city. And I, I just want to remind us as a heritage that our, in 1951, some people gathered to pray in a home right down the street on Townsend Street the, in the O'Neill family's house. And so when I discovered this, I looked it up, and, and O'Neill is, is Irish, and it means house of champions. Wow. So in the house of champions on Townsend Street... Some people began to pray and study the word, and we are here today because of that. Wow. That's our heritage. That's our calling, guys. And so out of that, we are a house of champions sent to this city. And we are here, as are the other churches in our city, to fulfill our purpose in the city. Every, churches, churches are like people. No two churches are the same. And there are elements that we all have that we all need as people to survive and be healthy. But the way it's performed out in, in our lives is going to be different. And it's the same with churches. And so what we want to see in our city is every church doing their part. And that's why I'm wearing this t-shirt today for Mercy Culture. Because tomorrow I'm going to go, I'm going to go run in the race and support them. But also, you know, the weather tomorrow is not supposed to be awesome. So, Lord, I just want to pray. Andrew, would you video this? I want to send this to Landon, us praying this. Because I want us to stand up right now. And I want us to pray for favorable weather for all that's in their heart. They are doing a run tomorrow to raise money for housing for those who are coming out of sex trafficking and out of sex slavery. There is still slavery in our nation. And they are one of the burdens of their heart is, is they feel a real calling in that. And they're building these houses on their church property. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, Lord, we thank you for mercy culture. 
And we thank you for what's in their heart for our city. And we just want to come right now and we want to pray for favorable weather tomorrow. And Father, even that it's, it's supposed to be 91 degrees, Father, we're asking that it would be cooler. We're asking, Father, that what is supposed to be a storm would become air conditioning. And that it would cool them off and that they would be able to do everything that's in their heart tomorrow. That there would not be lightning or things that would threaten to shut it down. And we bless you, Mercy Culture. We bless what you're doing in our city. And we speak to the storm. And we declare peace over you. And peace over this race. And over everything that you put in their hearts, Father. To see people brought out of sexual slavery... And made into disciples of Jesus. May there be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists that live in those houses and declare the word of the Lord. And we thank you for it, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can be seated. So I want to just share this morning about, about a church that's arising in our region and I'm, I'm going to take us to Acts chapter 13. We exist, convergence exists to encounter Jesus and transform cities with his power and love. And I'm so thankful for the mission that the Lord has given us for our city. And we've been on this journey for years. And I've had the, the honor and privilege of traveling all over the world. And I want to say that there's... I really haven't seen many cities like ours. You know, we live in a city where the police department asks for chaplains to ride with them. We have, we have a force called CAPA. Marcy, Marcy was actually even trained to do this, and we've had other people in our church who have done this through the years. I'm telling you, that doesn't happen in every city. And there's, there's pieces that God has given us through the years in this city. And that's, that's what we're here. We're here to fulfill our purpose in shifting the atmosphere of this city. And 30 years ago, it was very hard to find a church in this city that was really running after the presence of God. And I'm happy to tell you now that you can find a number of churches in our city that are running after the presence of God. We were never here to be the only one. It's going to take a lot more. We're here to fulfill our part. And that's been our part, declaring that this city, the atmosphere of this city, will be full of the presence of the Lord. And so there's so many things that, that you guys have done, that this house has done through the years. And, you know, there was a time where we took a, a $10,000 offering over to Howard Caver's church over on the east side. And they're pr predominantly a black church. And we, we took the offering on a Sunday morning, wrote the check, got in our cars, and drove to the church. And we showed up unexpected, unannounced, walked in the back, predominantly white church. We walked in and Howard Caver looked at me and said, what are you doing, Steve? I walked up and handed him a, church, a check. It was $8,000, what it was for this church. We did this several times. And he said, you can interrupt my church anytime you want. <laughs> and Howard wrote about that in his book and how that brought a shift in their faith level. 
That's, that's what God has called us to as a house. And, you know, we've received things through the years. You know, I don't know if I ever said this from the pulpit, but one day we opened up a check, opened up an envelope, and it was a $10,000 check from Upper Room. That's the kind of stuff that's going on, that's going on in our region. Another time, Antioch just sent us $1,000 just to say, we, we want to bless you. And, and we've done the same. One day, we collected $10,000 and took it to a church in Arlington that was needing a new building. Just to say, we believe in you and we are for you guys getting your new building. You know, I, I, I'll just tell you even a story over here. Antioch over here just got in a new sanctuary, and we are so happy for them. Um, I used to go eat in that building as a kid. It was a colonial cafeteria. And, and now they're meeting in that room. But with, with all this going on with COVID, it's hard. Like, orders are delayed for church chairs, and a lot of churches are, are struggling. And so they got their new building, but they needed chairs. So... They called Christ Church, which is now called Movement City, and I'm really excited for them and what's going on there. But Christ Church sent over 400 chairs for Antioch Church. Guys, this is, half, this is our city. And, and, and Christ Church had to take their chairs back because they needed them. And so in a pastor's luncheon, Jamie Miller from Antioch mentions this, and before the meeting was over... Patrick, who pastors Potter's house, said, hey, text, he's texting his guys, hey, I've got, a, I've got 150. And uh, then who was, who was the other guy? Um, Doxology, Bible Church, said, hey, we've got another 300. And so Antioch has chairs from Doxology and chairs from Potter's house. I think there's something really prophetic about that. <laughs> this is the city that you live in. Guys, we, we like each other. We love our city. I, I want to declare that I love this city. I decided to move here when I was two. And it was a very good decision. And I believe the greatest days for our city are still ahead. And so a church is arising in our region. I just want to give us a bigger picture of what's happening in our region and some of the ways that I believe we're going to see the church in our region changing even over the next 10 years or so. So I want to look in Acts 13, verse 1. It says, there were at Antioch in the church. Can you say in the church? In the church. In the church. Jesus loves his church. And guys, we need to be blessing his church. He loves his body. Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 18, I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Jesus loves his church. The word church there is the word ecclesia. It literally means called out ones. And the word, you know, there were other words that Jesus could have picked from Jewish heritage that would have been the word that you would think this is the word that's earned the, the, you know, the capacity to be used for the future New Testament word. But he chose a secular word 
from Greek and Roman empires that refers to a secular institution operating in the marketplace in a governmental capacity. And what that says to us, when we think of church, we think of what? We think of most of the time of a building. Like if I say the church was torn down, I mean, you would, you would think of what? A building. No, church is people who have been given governmental authority to rule and reign in a region. That's why we're here today. So Jesus said, I will build my church. And I want to tell you something. If Jesus said he's going to build something, he will do it. And we're going to agree with that today because it says in Proverbs, by the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. And so it's very important for us to bless the church of the city. And guys, when, when we look at the church in the city, we should never look and compare a church to us. What you, what you look for as you look at the church in the city is you go in and you look and you say, what is the revelation of Jesus that that church has that I don't have and I'm going to get it? And so you don't go saying, well, we do it this way. <laughs> you go like, I need what you carry. I love the way in your liturgy that the word of God, like, wow, you guys really love the word. And I love how you quote the word of God together. And you go and you're like, wow, that's amazing. I've never seen that happen like that in church. So church is Jesus' idea. <laughs> guys, this wasn't our idea. So whether you think church, whatever you think about church, I want to tell you something. It wasn't your idea. It was God's idea. And in God's plan, church is not some kind of secondary thing. There's some teachings and especially some that some end time theologies that make it like, well, he had to kind of throw in the church. Things weren't going that great. No, church has always been his plan. And we are his body. And church is that things don't happen alone. That things happen in family. And we are a family. Ephesians 3.10 says the manifold wisdom of God will now be made known. How? Through the church. It's the church that has the authority to release the manifold wisdom of God that affects the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So guys, church is not just another mountain. And sometimes we've had that where, you know, in our, in our mountain whole thing, and there were a lot of good things we learned from that, but, but one of the things we realized is that church never should have just been a mountain over there. We're not just another mountain. We have the authority to bring the shift. So in the church in Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. And, and I, I, love, I love this verse. It was interesting. I was studying this this week. And I, I realized that four years earlier, some prophets had come from Jerusalem to the church in Antioch in Acts chapter 11. 
And so some prophets had come, and Agabus stood up, released a prophetic word and, uh, about a famine, and they didn't just, they actually acted on this word. Like they stewarded a prophetic word really well at the church of Antioch. And, uh, and they, they sent it to them in, in Judea through, through Barnabas and Saul. And also in Antioch, there was teaching that was happening. Okay? So Barnabas and Saul had been sent to Antioch, and they taught there for a year. This is four years before the chapter we're reading in now. Okay? So I want you to see what happened in Antioch, because this is what's happening in our region. The church, four to five years later, we see in Acts 11 a church that's getting prophecy and that's receiving teaching from others coming, and now what do you see? Prophets and teachers are emerging out of that church. And guys, in our region, we have received a lot of prophecy, a lot of teaching. We are maturing. And, and I, we are here, one of the declarations that we are here to make this morning is that the church of Tarrant County, the church of Fort Worth, is maturing. And, and there is a sending call. And we are moving from just receiving prophetic words and receiving teaching to fivefold prophets and teachers. And all of the fivefold are emerging in a fresh way in the church. An empowered church is emerging in our region. And we just declare that over this region. I, I also love this because, you know, if you know anything about prophets and teachers, they're the two polar opposites when it comes to fivefold gifts. Prophets are out in the heavenlies. Whoa, a vision, an angel, and did you see it, and this and that. And teachers are like, would you come down to the word of God? And prophets and teachers in the church at Antioch were flowing together and were always meant to flow together. And I love that. So a church is arising that is mature. There have been many seeds sown in this region. There is an equipping call on our region. And we're going to see even new types of schools emerging. Out, and, and we're going to see these schools, again, that are, that are flowing out of church. And, and uh, I, I don't even have the picture completely of the wineskin, but I, but I know it in my spirit that there's a fresh wave of equipping and empowering that is about to be released in our region. So there were at Antioch in the church prophets and teachers, Barnabas. And, and what was Barnabas? What, what was he called? What was his... He was the son of encouragement. And so Barnabas is there. Simeon, who is called Niger, probably a black man from Africa. And then Lucius of Cyrene, who actually helped start this church. So here's a man who has experience, who, as you look back in Acts chapter 11, helped start the church there at Antioch. And then you have Menean, who was royalty. He, had, he was brought up uh, with Herod the Tetrarch. And then you have Saul, 
who was the man who was looking, you know, trying to murder believers, and this is the gang that's in the church there. <laughs> and I just want to declare over our region that a church that is rising is arising that is cross-generational, multicultural, and multiracial. And we had a prophet in recently, and she said, you guys are way too white. And uh, she was totally right. And we're not going to be this white in the future. Because there's a lot of other colors in our region. But I love one of the things that we are. We are very cross-generational. And I watched Sunday morning, I watched Mary Houston at 98, and I watched her get up and give a testimony, and then I watched the mic be given to an eight-year-old in the same church service. And I love that about this house. So there's going to be a convergence in our region of culture, color, and generations. So... This group of, this mixed group that only God could mix together was ministering to the Lord and fasting. And I, I just want to declare over our region that a church is arising that knows its primary ministry is to worship God and pursue his presence. In our region, they were ministering to the Lord. And I, I, I love this. Um, you know, the presence of God affects our city. Guys, as we have been worshiping hour after hour after hour, things have been shifting in the spirit realm. The presence of God does things. And I'll just tell you one quick story. There was one Thursday that we were hosting a pastor's luncheon in this foyer right here. And uh, house of prayer was going on in here. Randy, I think you might have been the one during that, during that session that you were leading the house of prayer. Well, what do you think happened in that pastor's meeting? Things happened in that pastor's prayer time, our t lunch together. It turned into much more than a lunch because a lot of times it is kind of just a lunch. Things happen. Why? Because of the presence of God. I have never seen pastors open up like they opened up. I mean, Duncan, we've all done pastors' meetings. How many did you baptize? How many do you have right now on Sunday? You know, <laughs> yeah, and you're kind of thinking before you go, all right, like, what are three positive things? You know, you know, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> we've got to be honest here. <laughs> the presence of God shifts atmospheres guys it is possible to shift the atmospheres of cities if a group of prophets in the old testament can gather so that saul when he gets in that atmosphere not even walking with god begins to prophesy what can a new testament church do where all of god's people are prophesying we can shift atmospheres and so a church is arising that pursues God's presence above everything else and I love this that they also were they were ministering to the Lord and fasting 
And so it's like we have crazy presence people, but we have people also who there is a discipline and order in their lives. All together, the convergence of presence and discipline were always meant to be together. So while they were ministering to the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, set apart. Can you say set apart? Say it kind of intensely. Set apart. Yeah. It's funny. There's, there's a, there's, there is a word in the New Testament that is used for sending out that actually is the same word that is often used for the throwing out of demons. <laughs> they were sent out. <laughs> Ekbalod. And this word is a different word. It means to mark off a boundary. Set apart Saul and Barnabas. And something happens when God touches your life, when God speaks a word that marks you. Saul and Barnabas, the moment that word came, they were marked off. They would not just be there pretending that they were the same people that came in the room because something had happened to them from the living God they had been set apart. And something gets on you when the Lord speaks to you and he says, this is what I have destined and created and fashioned and molded you to do. This is the dream I have had for you for your entire life. And so Saul and Barnabas were set apart. They were marked off from that point. You are marked for this. And out of what God is doing in this region, people are going to be set apart in our region. And I believe that we can shift the atmosphere. I believe that part of the calling of God on us as a house has been to help bring the release of the prophetic and the apostolic into our region. And I just believe that getting in the presence of an apostolic spirit does something to an individual church and it does something to a region. And that people, as they're meeting and they're coming, even tomorrow morning, <laughs> that there's going to begin to be an increase in our region, that people are going to sit there and they're going to know that they didn't just come to fill a chair, but that Almighty God has marked their life for a purpose and they cannot escape it. It is why they were created. And that this region is destined to be flooded with that apostolic spirit. That we are a sent region. And this region has sent people all over the earth. And Convergence, you have been a sending house throughout your entire 70 years. And you have poured thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into sending teams all over the earth. And you have made a difference. And this is a sending region. And I'll tell you how it works. There have been times, one day I was on a, a mission trip in Kenya. And I was preaching at a conference. God was moving. Miracles. I, I could tell you stories all morning of, of miracles. One lady coming out of a hospital. Uh, she, her, her eye had been damaged 
that they put the wrong kind of drops in her eye and it like melted her eye. And, 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 and she said, I've got to go to this conference. They said, no, you can't leave the hospital. She said, I have to go. And she walked out and she came and the Lord gave me a word for her in the back and Jesus healed her eye. And you paid for us and a team to go there. You sent us. But I want to tell you something else that happened from our region. I found out the entire conference was paid for by a church. You want to guess what church it was? Gateway. Exactly. Aren't you thankful for Gateway Church? And what they bring into our region. And the prosperity that they carry. Oh, they do it differently. But thank God for Gateway. And them being obedient to who they are called to be in our region. So guys, we're not here to like have a nice little prayer meeting and some good worship and a few prophecies. It's not a game. I remember going back to Bosnia after we'd been several times. Tom and I ended up going seven or eight times, and ministering there in such a beautiful place. And, and so many, half of the people in every school that we did had, had been saved because of a vision at night or a dream of the man in white. It's just amazing what God is doing in the earth right now. But I, I remember one of, the, one of the guys came up to me, and I said, you know, how's it going? He said, well, I, I, I obeyed the prophetic word you gave me. I, I, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I got all this, this fear, like, whoa, we really took it seriously. <laughs> he said, I, I like the prophetic word. I, I took my family to a new city where there's never been a church before, and we started a church. And it's going really well. I was like, Whew. <laughs> And I, I felt the fear of the Lord, though, because I thought, you know, to him, it wasn't just another prophetic word to put on the shelf and to collect. And I believe as a region that we're going to be experiencing the word of the Lord in a setting apart with such intensity that we're going to know it's God. And we're going to act on those words. And, and move with what God is doing. So a church is arising in our region in the name of Jesus that knows that it is set apart. And a sending apostolic church is arising in our region. And an apostolic spirit is flooding our city. Jeremiah 29 verse 7 says... Seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you have welfare. So I want to I jump to, uh, and I want to end with this because I, I want to set us up for where Andrew is, is about to take us in a moment. End of the chapter, different region, persecution is happening. And guys, all over the world, the church is persecuted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Marcy and I, we've we've been we've been in places. We've we've been in China, where 
we had to go into McDonald's. Someone came, checked around, handed us a key, said, go to the apartment down the street. You'll see a, a gate there. Take a left. This key will help you open the gate and go upstairs. And that person instantly leaves because they can't be seen with us. And so we, we go down the street. We unlock the gate. We go upstairs. And inside are the most beautiful Jesus lovers. Smiling. Happy. Persecuted. Humble. Wanting to learn from us. I'm like, you teach me. Guys, much of the church around the world is happening like that right now. And we've been in Middle Eastern countries where people we're hanging out with had family members who had been killed for professing Jesus. And I've been in Cuba where, the, where they said to me now, when I give you the signal... You may have to put your Bible away, but you can continue to say whatever you want to say. You can give testimonies. <laughs> I've done some very creative testimonies and been thankful for the word of God in my heart. These believers, the context of this verse was persecution. And guys... I believe in the church in America, we are going to know what persecution is. And already we've had some resistance. <laughs> I don't know that I would call it persecution. But this was the response of the disciples when it began to happen. The disciples were continually filled with joy and with Holy Spirit. And I want to declare over the disciples in Fort Worth, Texas, that we are going to be known for joy. And we are going to be known that something is on us. <laughs> that the world isn't even going to know what to call it. The Holy Spirit himself is on us. I want us to stand and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for what you're releasing over our region. Yes, and we, we bless God. Let's just all lift our voices. Just bless. Just begin to bless our city. I bless our city. I declare shalom. Peace to you, Fort Worth. Blessing. Breakthrough. We declare an apostolic spirit over our city. We declare, Fort Worth, that you are set apart. Set apart. Set apart. Marked by God for purpose. And we declare this is a sending region. Father, we thank you for a unified church. How pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. And we thank you, Father, for a church in our region dwelling together in unity. And we bless this next season of greater unity. We bless the, the blending of the prophetic, of the beauty of Jesus the prophet, and the beauty of Jesus the teacher. And Lord, we thank you for the beauty of Jesus the apostle being manifest in our region. The Jesus who sent 
and said, I send you as my Father has sent me. I send you. Lord, we thank you for that apostolic spirit over our region. And Father, we thank you for a region that ministers to the Lord. And we bless you, Church of Fort Worth, that you are worshipers. That you are contagious with the presence of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Can we just clap and say thank you, Lord? Thank you, Lord. 